Blog Talk Radio. Well. Well, praise the Lord, and welcome to LiveDeliverance.com, here on BlogTalkRadio.com. My name is Pastor Steve Lee, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. If you're listening to us via the simulcast during the hours of 9 o'clock p.m. and 11 o'clock p.m. on Monday evenings, we're so glad to have you. If you're listening to us on any other social media platforms and during any other times of the week, please contact us here at LiveDeliverance.com. Dot com and give us the times, dates, locations, and platforms that you're listening to us on. Although we would love to proliferate the airways, we must do it legally, ethically, and in righteousness. If you hear any of our content through any other means, it is the result of Internet piracy and copyright infringement. And all those who participate in any Internet piracy can be persecuted uh, by federal agents. Having said all that, now we can get down to the business of the kingdom. So go ahead and get a pen and some paper. And if you have any questions or comments about the ministry tonight, when we get to the end of the broadcast, we'll give you an opportunity to ask those questions or make those comments. Now, if you would, join your hearts with me in a word of prayer as we sanctify our time together. Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. Let healing and deliverance break forth in this place and this time because of your word, your spirit, and your love. Live big in me. I now decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. Jesus revealed to us the Father and draws us into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father, quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. 
Cause us to grow in the grace that has appeared unto all men as you teach us how we should live in this present world. May we now awake to righteousness and slumber no more by walking in the spirit and in the fullness of his grace. As we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. For you have made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirit and birth victory in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name, I pray. Well, beloved, uh, we want to get into uh, the subject topic of now is the time, and this will be part two. And I just wanted to kind of remind you that, you know, in the times that we're living in, God has an answer for us. The body of Christ is the pillar and ground of the truth. And he's expecting, you can just say this, understand this, and believe this. He is expecting great things from us. He has put into our hands, he's put into our hearts, he's put into our lives great power. And now is the time to release that power. That we're supposed to be the ones that um, even though we are facing uh, tribulations, we are not uh, moved by them. That that we're the ones that 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 speak to uh, the situations and and cause the situations to be turned around, cause the things that that work together for our good. Because we are supposed to declare and decree a thing, and it'll be established to us. So then, you know, when the the, the world doesn't have answers, we do. The reason that we have answers is because we have that connection. We have a covenant connection. So I'm just going to kind of remind you about uh, some of those covenant connections that you have. I want to stir you up so that you will then not be uh, swayed or moved or or, or put back uh, because of whatever you're facing. Uh, You know, we, we can go to the this too shall pass scripture. Okay? And now is the time for us to stand up. Now is the time for us to to be counted because God is counting on us because you were born and saved for such a time as this. Let's look at some scriptures together. Um, Hebrews chapter 3, verses 12 through 15. Um, I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures that, that I want you to think about, and then we're going to dig into um, another scripture, Hebrews chapter three, verses twelve to fifteen. It says, "Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold." the beginning of our confidence, steadfast until the end. <laughs> While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation. So a lot of things that, 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 that he's uh, making us aware of here, he, he's, he's asking us to, to really pay attention, to take heed, that, that, that rather than to take frustration, he said take heed. Take the option of paying attention, okay? Because if you don't take heed, what generally happens according to Scripture is that you have the potential of 
having an evil heart of unbelief that departs from the living God. You might be connected to uh, uh, dead works instead of connected to the living God. See, you depart from uh, promises and, and you participate in anxieties and fears. Beloved, that's not what it's supposed to be. And then he asks us, body of Christ members, those that are blood-bought, he asks us to exhort one another, and he said daily, while it is called today. The conversations that you should have with uh, brothers and sisters in Christ should be one of exhortation. We are not supposed to be participating in conversations of, of fears, frustrations, and anxieties. He said our job is to exhort one another daily. So that if we're not doing that, take heed that you don't have an evil heart of unbelief. You know, sometimes we want to ask questions, you know, why me? Well, if, if you are, as you are connected to God, then he's removed all of the why, and he's given you the answer to the why, and the answer to the why is him. For in him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. See, so then when you know that you're connected to the victory, your conversation is a little bit different. You can exhort one another daily, even while you are transitioning from the position that, that, that people would say you can't win until the position where you show them the, 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 the glory of God revealed in your life, the, the, the promise of God that, that, that causes you to be uh, the head, not the tail, above only and not beneath. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we understand that we live in the world, but we're not of the world. See, because uh, the word that was sent to us is a word that is a settled word. See? So it says that we, our job is to, to exhort one another daily. While it is called today, lest again this, this, this process of becoming hardened, through processes that we say, well, I, I, I need to do it this way or, or, or that way. Well, see, he doesn't want you to do it any other way but his way because his way is victory. You've been called unto peace. You've been called there, beloved. See, he didn't call you unto frustration. He didn't call you unto uh, that which loses. He called you unto peace. For we are made partakers of Christ, of his anointing, okay? You're made a partaker of his anointing if you hold the beginning of your confidence steadfast until the end. The beginning of your confidence. Wow. You know, we serve an in-the-beginning God. Yeah. So then let's go back to the word of the beginning so that we can walk in our victory. I'll say it here. I was going to go to it later. But Philippians, uh, the first chapter, verse 6 says that he that has begun a good work in you, he's faithful to complete it. He, he, he's warning you to hold fast the beginning of your confidence. And he says, hold that confidence steadfast until the end. 
Okay? Jesus is the author and developer of your faith. He's not the one that starts something and then doesn't finish it. See? He he wants you to 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 serve him for, as the God of the beginning. See when 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 God set everything in motion in Genesis, uh he made all of your provisions before he even made man. Okay? He put you into a situation that he called very good. Amen. I'm not just good. He 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 looked around at everything he had done for for, for five days and he said it, it's very good. See? He put things in place so that as you needed them, the voice activated system that he ordained is still there. That's why he told you to have dominion, to be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue. See, he did not tell you that you had to create. You you hear what I'm saying? See, he wants you to hold the beginning of your confidence steadfast until the end. He placed you in victory. And asks us then to simply maintain that victory. And how do you maintain that victory? By holding on to your confidence that you had from Jump Street. Amen. That we're going to kind of take our time here and, and just investigate what God said so that we can uh, operate in what God said. That was good. Investigate what he said so you can operate in what he said. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, don't let your hearts get hardened because of things that you think you're going through or things that you think you're experiencing that he's not with you in. Please remember that 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 God said he will never leave you or forsake you. And because you know that, then he says that we should then be have boldness. See? We we should have boldness. He said he will not forsake me. He's not gonna abandon me. Therefore I can boldly say, The Lord is my helper. See? I can boldly say that. That I have a God that is interested in me and I'm going to maintain my confidence in him that he started me with. Um, let's just remember this. We'll even go on. We'll come. We'll come back to maybe the the, the Adam and, and and in the beginning God thing. But wait a minute. When you got saved and delivered, I, I, I'm almost sure, as it was with me, that you were in a mess. You were in uh, thought processes that were not effective, that were not blessing you. And you were uh, tired or fatigued, because that's what Jesus said. If if you if you're heavy laden, if you're tired, if you're burdened, He said, "Come unto me, and I'll give you rest." Which means to me that I didn't have rest before I came unto Him. Okay, but He wanted me to come to Him, even though I was troubled, and He wanted me to take the understanding of trouble and give it to Him. Take his yoke upon you, and learn of him. Okay? He he wants you to to, to go back to the thing he started with. See? He who begun a good work 
He wants you to go back there. We don't need to uh, uh, visit the frustration over and over and over again. What we need to do is go back and hear, visit, live in the promise. Isn't that what Jesus told us? That man is not supposed to live by bread alone, but he's supposed to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Okay, I'll say it as King James said it, that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. What's the difference there? The proceedeth out of the mouth of God is an active word. It's an right now word, not just an old word that proceeded long time ago. No, it proceedeth out of the mouth of God. God is so interested in your victory that he's right there to speak a word that would cause you to be able to come out from under anything that the devil has set your way. He wants you to establish uh, his word in the earth, establish truth in the earth, okay? Because he's placed uh, in your heart that which is enough, okay? See, he doesn't want you to, to think that, that, that you've got to go and, and, and work the thing out. He said, I'm going to, if you would take my yoke upon you, and if you would learn of me, he said, you will find rest unto your souls. Come on, y'all. See, you, you, you'll find that, that, that I don't have to, 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 to battle for it. The, the, the victory's already been won. See? I, I'm going to enter into a finished work from Calvary. See, I enter into that. That's why he, he said that, that I, I've called you to peace. See, I, 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 I called you to victory. That, that's what he wants you to experience in your heart. I will say this, you know, it's, it's understood that God cannot do anything for you until he first does something in you. So if you don't have the victory in you, you might as well not move. Amen. See, settle the word. That's what David said. He says, thy word have I hid in my heart. Why did you hide it there, David? So that I will not sin against you. Not that I will not do the wrong thing, so that I will not miss the block or be without a portion. That is the first definition of sin. It is to be without a portion or to miss the mark. See, so David said, I'm going to hide your word in my heart so that I will not miss my portion. I won't miss the mark. And I said all the time, if I have the answer in my heart, then I don't have to worry about missing by sin doing the wrong thing. You see what I'm saying? That's what David learned. And David learned that under the Old Testament promises. Come on, y'all. See, we have a better covenant based on better promises. Not only do we have the better promises, we have the Spirit of God that's going to bring to our remembrance what Jesus said, that's going to lead us into all truth, that's going to teach us all things, that's going to uh, bring to our remembrance what he said. See? He said, victory is mine. See? That's what he said. I need to pay attention to that. Let's look at Hebrews chapter uh, 2, verse 1. See? 
He said today if you will hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Don't operate as if you are in a place where God is not, where you got to operate on your own. Don't harden your heart that way. Don't don't let your heart uh, become uh, evil and unbelieving and departing from the living God. Don't become hardened through the deceitfulness of sin, through the deceitfulness of problems. What the devil wants to do is to make you look at your problem and then begin to exalt your problem more than your God. Didn't it tell us that in in 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 10, that we're supposed to bring every thought into captivity until that thought comes into the place where it can obey Christ? Okay? That, That I don't have an argument in my mind saying, but this or but that. No, I'm I'm bringing every thought and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, I'm bringing those things into obedience until that thought and that thing that's trying to exalt itself until it obeys Christ. See? Don't harden your heart. Today, hear his voice. No, I understand that, that there's the, uh, uh, the voice of, of, of many other things in the earth, the voice of frustration, the voice of fear. But he said what he needs you to do is he needs you to hear his voice. See, that's what he wants you to do because his voice is going to take you to peace. It's going to take you to rest. It's going to take you to victory. His voice is going to do that. Oh, wow. See, I, I told you I was going to go back to Genesis chapter 1, uh, and, and chapter 1 through 3, because Genesis chapter 1 and 2 shows us the plan of God and the will of God in operation. Okay? Chapter 3 was when things got messed up, and it stayed messed up from Genesis chapter 3 all the way to uh, Revelations chapter 21, because chapter 21 and 22 show us the will of God again in manifestation. All of the other stuff was the problems and the answer to the problems. But in Revelation, it's now operating the same way as it did in Genesis, without encumbrances. It's free-flowing. Because he said the kingdoms of our God are going to become the kingdoms of his Christ. See? That that all of these kingdoms, the kingdoms of the world, are going to become the kingdoms of our, our God and of his Christ. And then he shall rule forever. See? He's going to restore everything in manifestation. And it's going to stay that way. So then our job is to hear his voice so that we can enter back into that which he's already promised. We can go back to the in the beginning, God. Hold fast our confidence the same way it was in the beginning. That's what he wants us to do. See? Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1 says, Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things that we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. See? The, the, the only way... The only way that the devil can cause you to not enjoy the goodness of the Lord 
is you have taken your eyes off of Jesus. You caused your heart to not be engaged with his word. You let the promise slip. You are not paying attention to the things that you've already heard. Okay, again, let's read this. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. See, these promises have already been given to you and enjoyed by you, but then what do we do? We think that because this here thing is so big, this here thing is so heavy, that it must not be big enough to to handle uh, the promise that God gave me. Well, let me just help you out again. I want you to know that the Bible says that God is a jealous God, and he will not have any other gods before him. So then the way I have interpreted that is no other God can get there before God does. Not just be idolatrous. That's a part of it. I get that. But he says that that there will be no other God that gets in front of him that's before him. See? So in other words, the, 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 the trial did not get there before the answer. Okay? The trial did not get there before the answer. Okay, I say that, and then I want to prove it to you by Scripture. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, so that you can just see that. Okay, there is no trial. There is no trial that can get there before the answer that God has already given you. Okay, I just want you to know this. See, that might encourage you that as you're going through, go back to in the beginning, God. Okay, so that he's going to cause you to walk in the answer that you already have been given. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. Listen at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 10, verse 13. It says, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. First thing to note. That any temptation that you are experiencing is not an uncommon thing. It has to be common to man. All right, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'll say this this way. It has to be something that even man has the answer to. It's common to man. I mean, uncommon stuff maybe you need help with. But this stuff that he said, the temptation that you would be faced with, it has to first of all be what? Common to man. Then he goes on and says, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able. So then that tells me that the temptation cannot get there before my ability to win is already present. Did he not just say that? God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able. This is a common problem, and you are able to handle common problems. Okay? So God will not allow you. He will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able. 
See, he's a jealous God. He will have no other gods before him. The answer was already given to you before the, the trial, okay? Just so that we can again hear this, okay? Again, hear this. You remember Jesus is speaking in John chapter 10. Turn over there. And put these scriptures in collaboration in your heart, okay? Always use them so that you can then stop the enemy from causing you to become uh, scared or worried or any such thing. God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but will with the temptation make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. That who may be able to bear it? That you may be able to bear it. Okay? He, he wants you to be dependent upon him so that you can function by him. In him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. So I'm going to give it to you again another way, a confirming scripture to cause you to know that any temptation, any trial that you're going through, that you cannot go through the trial without having the answer abiding in you already. God will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able. Watch it again from another perspective. John chapter 10, verse 10. He says, the thief cometh not but for to steal, kill, and to destroy. Wait a minute, let's understand. He says the only reason the thief is there is to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Let me ask you a question. If you don't have anything, can I kill it? steal it, or destroy it. Amen. That must mean I have the answer. Whether I'm cognizant of it or not, that's another whole story. Because the God of this world blinds the mind of those that don't believe. See? He blinds the minds of those that don't believe. Oh, I don't know. that. Well, if I can win, that means you don't believe. And because you don't believe, he can blind your mind. Lest at any time the glorious gospel, the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ should shine unto them. <laughs> Ooh, I, I, I want you to write these scriptures down so that you can, on your heart and even on paper, I want you to be able to go back to them. That first of all, there is no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able so that you will be able with the temptation, you will be able to bear it, carry it someplace, cast it off. You'll be able to bear it. Then he says that the, the thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy, which means I must possess something. Because he can't steal what's not there. He can't destroy what does not exist. See? So, again, me not knowing how to use it, that's another. We'll get to that in just a minute, as he says in Psalms 119. Okay? So, write down uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. John chapter 10, verse 10. And Psalms 119, verse 130. Go ahead and turn there. These are, these are foundation scriptures that you must know, okay? You, you must be able to, to, to function in this, okay? 
You've you, you got to be able to say, okay, this is my starting point. Again, we want you to be the one that serves the in the beginning, God. Hold fast the confidence that you had from the beginning. Hold that confidence steadfast. Make it unmovable. Make it like a rock to you. See? So that you start from there. Psalms 119, verse 130 says, The entrance of your word giveth light. It gives understanding to the simple. See? So the word is there. Your understanding might not be profitable yet in that area, in that promise. But he said the entrance of his word, come on, y'all. See, is that not again the beginning, God? The entrance of his word, it gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Okay? I have just equipped you to win every time, all of the time, by the word of God. I want you to know, I didn't go and write these scriptures in your Bible. They were already there. Amen. That's why I ask you to turn to your Bible so that you can go. When the devil is messing with you, you can go and say, no, 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 no. The word of God says, the promise of God unto me is. See? That's why he said, therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed. He didn't tell you to ignore, okay? He didn't tell you to ignore what the devil said. He says, I want you to pay more attention to the things you heard by my spirit. The devil said this. You're going to stop that by paying more attention to my word, giving the more earnest heed. Then I'm going to just go back and meditate. On 1 Corinthians 10, 13, John chapter 10, verse 10, uh, 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 Psalms 119, I'm going to go back and meditate on them. Why? Because the entrance of those words are going to give me illumination. They're going to give me light. He said they give illumination to the simple. So it didn't say I had to be intelligent, did it? Glory to God. He, this is to the, the, the ones whose minds have not been actively pursuing God in this, that, or the other, who thought that, you know, I'm trouble is just going to be my middle name. It is not. Glory to God. That, that's not your name. You, you are called by the name of Jesus. So I guess you can say your name is Jesus me. <laughs> See? Because as you identify with that, as that word enters into your heart, notice what he said. It says the entrance of the word gives life and understanding. He's not just talking here about your intellectual mind. He's talking about your heart. David said, again, thy word, okay, we back in Psalms 119, but now we're at verse 11. Say, write them down. These should be staples in your life. He said, I hide your word in my heart so that I will not sin or miss the mark. Be without a portion. Okay? 
So when the word enters your heart, then it's going to give you an understanding. Okay? He's going to enlighten you. Make it easy on you. Okay? Oh, now is the time. Because the devil comes to see if you're going to have a word that causes your liberty to be settled. We're going to stay in Psalms 119. Verse 89 says, your word is forever settled in the heavens. So then God expects you to look at a settled word and function in, grasp hold to a settled word. See, because when you have a word that is settled, you have the victory that that word promised. Amen. I mean, that's the way it works. The devil came to Jesus. He came to tempt Jesus. Jesus hadn't eaten. He hadn't had no food for 40 days. He hadn't been around people. And then the devil said, okay, good. Let me go tempt him. And he took him to uh, high places and showed him high things. And he said, look here, let's go down. Now we'll turn to, to Luke chapter 4. Okay? I'm just taking you through um, um, a scripture so that you can see how this works. Luke chapter 4. Starting at verse 1. Just so that you can put it in context. It says in Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost. Okay, just so that we can see this. So then the first prerequisite for us and the victory that God wants us to walk in is we're going to have to participate in the fullness of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. And he wants to fill you. Jesus gave commandment. He said, be ye filled with the Holy Ghost. Okay? So since Jesus told us to do it, and then we find that it's necessary for that to happen. Let's just go ahead and agree with God and become filled with the Holy Ghost. Invite him in to all of the corners of your heart, all of the corners of your mind. See? Give him first place. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Well, it is a righteous thing for you to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then things will be added to you. You will not be lacking any good thing. Verse 1, Luke chapter 4, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. That's just a powerful statement by itself. says, Jesus, okay, let's do it this way. The Holy Ghost led him to the place where he can show the victory that the Spirit brings to you. He led him into something that was going to be a test for him. He said, you got it. You already got the answers. I know I've equipped you. Now I'm going to take you to the place where I can show you my power works. He led him by the Spirit into the wilderness. Being 40 days tempted of the devil, and in those days he did eat nothing. When they were in it afterward, he was a hunger, and the devil said, let me keep this here temptation going. Let me just uh, get you past the, the voice of hunger. Let me get you to the, pa to the point of uh, where you can see things that you just won't now. 
see things that 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 that, that lust says you can have. Watch him. And then the devil uh, started getting him say, "We let's see if we can twist some scripture just a little bit. We just we just gonna make you say stuff that you ain't got to say." Let me see if I can make you prove that what you say is what you say instead of you believing it only. Amen. I ain't got to prove the word. Let me just help you out. You don't have this one place that God says you can prove him, and that was in tithes and offerings. You, he doesn't need proving any other way because if he said it, that's it. It's settled. Thy word is forever settled in the heavens. And verse 3, and the devil said unto him, if thou be. See, why do I have to prove? People don't have to ask me if I'm Stevie Lee. I am. There is no two ways about that. There's no doubt in my heart. They can't come to me and say, if you be, I is. See, I can shut that down right there. If you be the son of God, if you be connected to the I am, glory to God. Well, how do you know? Because he said it. And he said it and, and gave me a stamp of approval that said no man is able to pluck me out of his hand. So then that which he said is already settled in my heart. <laughs> if you be the son of God, then command that these stones uh, be made bread because after all Jesus I know you've been hungry for 40 days so let me just make you get your own food instead of depending on the father that you said supplies everything that you need if you be the son of man then prove it to me well Mr. Devil I don't even know why you think you that important because God said, I am his son, so ain't nothing you can do to ch change that. That's not a conversation that you can even enter into. Make these stones command, com command, command. See, look at this, look at this. The devil is trying to get Jesus to use his words in the wrong manner. He's trying to make him use his, look at this, he's trying to make him use his words because of doubt. If you be the son of God command. So why am I trying to, to appease the devil when I already know I am blood bought? Okay. I, when I call those things that be not as though they were, I don't have to uh, talk about the things that are. Amen. I am a son. Now am I a son of God? So then I don't have to prove it to you. Now I am. Try to get Jesus to use his words based on doubt and unbelief. So notice Jesus didn't fall for it, but do we fall for it? By trying to prove to the devil that, that we are connected to God by blood, by covenant. If you are uh, uh, the son of God, then these things wouldn't be happening to you. If you are the son of God, then, then change this. or, or make, No, 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 no. That's not the way we're supposed to be responding to spiritual things. 
if you be the son of God, command <laughs> that these stones be made bread. And Jesus answered him saying, uh, it's written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, every word of God. In Matthew chapter 4, it says every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. But 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 I want you to catch this. It says that man lives by the word that God has spoken. Rather than trying to live by what he can command through doubt and unbelief, through lust, through pride, through sin. Question, you know, how many times have we fallen for that trap? Trying to prove to someone that, you know, that God does love me. Well, if he said it, then it's already settled, beloved. I don't have to prove it. As if my going through something is proving that God doesn't love me. How did we end up there? How did me being in the situation that I'm overcoming prove that God doesn't love me? He said, in fact, I'll give you one better. He set his love on you. Amen. Isn't that what it says in Psalm 91? He's already placed his love on you. See, not only did he say it, it is in manifestation spiritually because he placed, he set his love upon you. Then he said, because he said it there, he says, now I will, with long life, I will satisfy him. I will show him my salvation. Why, God? Because I have set my love upon him. See, in, in, in uh, Daniel chapter 1132, it says, they that know God, they that know their God, they're going to be strong, they're going to do exploits, not those that are guessing about their God, those that know their God. So then Jesus didn't have to go trying to prove to the devil, I am the son of God. Did you not know who I am? If you be the son of God, command. So may I submit to you that you should never Utilize the command power that you have based on doubt, unbelief, or fear. Amen. See? The entrance of his word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. You ain't got to do that. See? God has already sent a word to you. We're going to get to that verse in just a minute. Then uh, the devil take him into a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, all this power will I give to you and the glory of them. For it was delivered unto me and to whomsoever I will, I will give it. If you will therefore worship me, all shall be thine. See, he's trying to, to get the man not only to say, look at this, look at this. He's trying, first he tried to get the man to speak command out of a doubt and unbelief. The second thing, he's going to try to get the man to function out of a lower position. He says, all these things have been given to me, and I'll give them to you. 
say. And there was a connotation of, of truth to that because he stole everything from Adam. But see, that because he stole them, that's good, sir. Because he stole them from Adam did not mean Jesus was still not his son. He was not the firstborn. Amen. I don't even go with the point that, that Adam was, a, was there with the sons of God. In the book of Job, it says the sons of God, well, Adam came down to, to try the sons of, of, of God. See, God came down and visited his sons, and Adam was there, and then Adam began to say things to say, well, let's just see if we can get this, this Adam, this, this uh, Job, to say the wrong thing. And Job didn't, but the devil came to, to, to get him to do it. Notice it says that the sons of God were there, and, the, and Satan also. So, okay, good. But Jesus still is the firstborn. Amen. He still is that. Jesus did not become that. He is that. Amen. See? So many scriptures I'm seeing here about how that's true. See? Jesus didn't have to prove anything to the devil or operate because the devil wanted him to prove his, his worth or value to him. He says, all these things are mine, and I'll give it to you if you will worship me. See? So he tried to get uh, the, the Son of God to operate underneath the privilege and in opposition to what God said that you should have no other gods before him. That, 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 that hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, all of thy mind, all of thy strength. See? So then the devil say, if I can just get you to, to, to serve me a little bit instead of serving God with all, because after all, you're acknowledging that I am a Lord over you. All these things are, are mine, and I'll give them to whoever I want to. Well, you know that if the devil is talking, Jesus said if he's speaking, he's speaking a lie <clears throat> because he's the father of lies. See? So if he's talking, he's lying. See? So then Jesus already knew that. No, he's not trying to give me nothing. Again, he only comes <clears throat> to steal, kill, and destroy. He did not come to bring you anything. He did not come to trade anything with you. He only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Amen. See, that keeps it simple, doesn't it? Excuse me again. See, that that, that keeps it simple. I, I put the devil in his place. Thank you, my God. I put the devil in his place, and I can remain in mine. Because I've been made to sit together with him in heavenly places, far above all principalities, power, might, dominion, and every name that is named. So I've been already made to sit above the enemy. Why am I trying to trade with the enemy? Because if you bow down and worship, then I'll give these to you. I've already been made to sit in heavenly places, far above every name that is named. See? So the name of lack, you telling me about something I don't have? Well, I've been made to sit above that name. See, so I don't have to trade with you. 
the, the, the name of pain. I've been made to sit above that name. So you can't give me healing, health, and restoration. So I don't have to trade with you. See, when you know whose you are, see, and whom you have believed. And Jesus said, as soon as he gave him that, he said, if you worship me, all will be thine. And Jesus answered and said unto him in verse 8, get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And the devil said, well, let me just try it again. See, I, I, I tried to get you to, to worship me. I tried to get you to, to barter with me and trade with me. I tried to get you to use your words through doubt, unbelief, fear. He said, well, wait, wait, i tell you what. He brought him to, a, 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 to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said, if you be the son of God, then cast yourself down from it. Now he's trying to get him to commit suicide. See? Because, yeah, I'm trying to prove to the devil who I am. And so he says, well, do things you're not supposed to do. Violate the laws of God so that then I can win. If you be the son of God, then cast yourself down from this high place. Because, he's going to use a little scripture here, because it's written, since Jesus kept telling him what was written, he says, well, I know a little scripture too. It's written that he shall give his angels charge over you uh, to keep you and in their hands and, and they bear you up. Let's say at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against a stone. Wait a minute. Let me just make sure. Listen at the lie and the setup that the devil's trying to do. He says, cast yourself from this high place because it's written that angels have been given charge so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. When do you dash your foot against a stone? Maybe while you're walking, not while you're jumping. See, he's lying. Okay? He said, you up on this high place, cast yourself down, because the scripture said he's giving his angels charge over you, and they won't even let you dash your foot against the stone. Well, just as a question in my mind, what about my head against the stone? Huh? He, there is no promise for that, is it? So then if he gets you to, to misunderstand, misrepresent the word of God, see, he's trying everything. He, he, he tried to get him to use his, his, his command in the wrong way. He tried to, to, because he was hungry, because of lust. Okay, because of fear, because of doubt. Then he tried to get him to worship him because he was saying, well, see, all this belongs to me, and since you want some things, I'll give them to you if you just worship me. Then he says, now, if I can get you to go ahead and and, and misrepresent the word of God, be confused about the word of God. After all, it's written. And then Jesus said, uh, to unto him, thou it is it is said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. See, every time we all know that Jesus had a word. Why? Because the word was already in him. Yes, he was the word, but he also went through the process of putting the word in his heart, even as David did. 
going back in, in, in prayer and settling things in prayer. You know, Jesus went through a whole lot of stuff each and every day of his ministry. And then he brought resolution to the confrontations by going and talking to his father about it in prayer. A great while before it was day, he would settle that thing. See, so he didn't enter into tomorrow with yesterday's frustration. He resolved each and every one of them. That's what we should do as children of the Most High God. Deal with whatever it is, whatever the day brought. Then go and resolve that thing by hearing the scripture that God has already placed in your heart. You ask the Holy Ghost to bring to your remembrance what Jesus has already said about that thing. See? Settle that. Show, ask the Holy Ghost to show you how to walk into that victory. He's going to lead you into all the truth. So then the word that he's already given you, he wants to lead you into that word. So then you can go and talk to God and, and say, okay, I'm reminded that you said this. I know that's true. So then show me how to walk into that. Lead me into that. Because the situation that I was facing was trying to take me away from it. Thank you that I, I know the voice of, of, of the shepherd, knows the voice of the, of the, uh, the sheep, know the voice of the shepherd. So lead me into that truth, that place where I can get the sustenance that I need. Now is the time. We should give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. All of those scriptures that I just gave you were, were supporting scriptures for Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. Okay? I, I, I'm giving you uh, examples and, 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 and revelation into how you can simply do this. Yes, I know you're going to be required to do this. The devil's going to come and check your oil just like he checked Jesus. But notice what it said here, that after Jesus said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God, verse 13 says, And when the devil had ended the temptation, he departed from him for a season. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. That's your promise, beloved. See, now is the time for us to, to give them more earnest heed to the things that we've heard so that we can then engage in the power, return to the place of our victory in the power of the Spirit. Mm, come on. You return to the place of the, the promise, the, the place of your calling in the power of the Spirit. Glory to God. Okay? This is the, 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 the process that, that God has, has, has called you to and placed you in. This is your one-two punch, if you would. See, this has to become your norm. See? This is you trusting not in the arm of flesh, but trusting in the word and the promise of the spirit. See? That you simply go and wash your heart, wash your mind with the water of the word. See, when you become fatigued, you go take a bath, glory to God. See, you wash your mind 
with the water of the word, causing a renewing and regeneration by the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. See? So that then you will know uh, for a certainty your path. You don't have to be uh, you don't have to be swayed and off track. You can stay on your path because after all, the steps of a righteous man they are ordered of the Lord. There are preordained steps that you should walk in. You can stay. On your path. Well, how can you stay on your path? Psalms 119, 107. It says that that your word is a light. It's a a lamp. The personal stuff, it's a a, a lamp to your path. It's a lamp to your personal space. It's a light to the, the, the steps that you take. The public steps. God wanted you. You spend time with him one-on-one, and he'll enlighten you. The entrance of his word gives light. It gives understanding so that your path and your steps are already clear. Your personal life is, is taken care of. Your private time with God takes care of those personal steps. Then your public steps are easy for God to give glory and honor to you. Okay? So I I know that there are uh, many, many voices. Our job is to give the more earnest heed to what we've already heard, lest at any time we let them slip. When you don't know where a word is, and I don't, I'm not speaking of, uh, um, okay, I'm not speaking of you having memory recall so that you know scriptures. That's not what I'm speaking of. I'm speaking of you know that it's in the word, so you seek the word. Because this is what it's going to say. Wow, let's go here. Let's go here. Isaiah chapter 55. <laughs> let's go here. This is probably, you know, like the bulk of the of the ministry here. Because what what I'm talking about is is as Jesus walked this out, Jesus had what I refer to as kingdom thinking. And I would like for you to know that kingdom thinking releases kingdom opportunities. Kingdom opportunities require kingdom discipline. Kingdom disciplines produce kingdom results. And those results are out of the out of this world. See, Jesus did that. He said that in, in John chapter 18, verse 36. See, he, he lived in these king, this kingdom uh, thinking with kingdom opportunities and kingdom disciplines with kingdom results that are out of this world because Jesus said to them, my kingdom is not of this world. See, he was not trying to. All right, there's the, sometimes we do this, and we shouldn't do this. You are a spirit. Learn to live in the spirit. Learn to live in the spirit domain, okay, in the kingdom of the spirit. Jesus did not try to live on this earth by flesh and blood by power and might of his own. See? He said, my kingdom is not of this world. See? 
So he had no confidence. Well, that's the way uh, Paul says it. He says, we are the circumcision who rejoice in Christ Jesus, and we have no confidence in the flesh. My kingdom is not of this world. My resolution, my resolve is not coming from my intellect. See? I'm, I'm going to have to trust in the Lord with all my heart. See? Lean not to, his, to my own understanding. In all of my ways, I'm going to acknowledge him, and then he will direct my path. He will pass with an S. He will then take me to the place where revelation of his kingdom, and I can walk in the steps that are ordained for kings, priests, and friends. Okay. Jesus knew that, that, that his kingdom was not of this world. So he didn't place any confidence in that. Even though I might have, have won a battle that, that was uh, 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 given to me because I was smarter than somebody else, I can't put any confidence in that. See? Because once I start putting confidence in that, then I'm going to end up with a mind that is going to depart from the living God. A mind that is filled with pride is a mind that is subject to departing from the living God. A mind that is subject to be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Okay? The devil's trying to do that, trying to get you to be puffed up in pride. Why? Because pride comes before the fall. See, he wants you to be puffed up in that. He wants you to have confidence in that. See, when we should know that it's not by might, it's not by power, but it is by my spirit, saith the Lord. We should have confidence there. See? That because he sent his word, that's the one I didn't say in Psalms 107, uh, verse 20. It says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. He sent it. That's why I say it's already resident on the inside of you. Because all of the promises of God in him are yes, in him are amen. And you are complete in him. So all of the promises are, they reside in you. That's the Holy Ghost's job, to bring to your remembrance what Jesus has already said. He's going to take the word of God that you already know, that you've already heard. He's going to bring that to your remembrance. Why? So that you can then operate in the victory that comes by the word and the word only. See, this is the way that, that now is the time for that. See, now is the time that God wants you to, to be able to, to experience victory. Because now faith is, yeah, yeah, faith. Faith is not coming. Now faith is. See, hear that. The faith that you need, this is the confidence that we have. If we ask him anything according to his will, we know that he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know that we have the petitions that we require of him. So then, see, the faith is in you. 
the petitions that you already have. This is the confidence that we have, that if we ask anything according to what he has placed on the inside of me, brought to my remembrance by the Holy Spirit. See? Because that's why he asked us to lean on, rely in, trust in the Holy Spirit's process of deliverance for us by the Word and by the Spirit. You don't have that any man should teach you. You don't have any need that any man should teach you. But the same self-same spirit that abides in you, he will teach you. See? He's already brought the answer to you, beloved. You're complete in him. The challenge is sometimes we don't have confidence in what he's already given us. We have more confidence in what we think the devil is stealing or has stolen than what God has given. Amen. That's not supposed to be. Because the law of the spirit of life that's in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. Where sin did abound, much more did grace abound. See? So if you see the devil, please know, understand, and perceive that much more grace is available. Where sin abounded, if you can identify sin, much more grace has abounded. See, so then just participate in the much more, in the God that's more than enough. I ain't mad because the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy because here is the math, the math system that God has employed. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That would be subtraction. But grace and peace is going to be multiplied unto you. So you do, help me out. You do the, the, the resolution in your own math. Which one is faster and quicker and greater? Subtraction and addition or multiplication? Amen. The devil is trying to subtract, and God's multiplying. And then when you get to the point where multiplication is understood, he starts using uh, uh, the multiplier. Two times two is more than one minus one. Come on, y'all. This minus that. That's one minus one. But God is going to use grace and peace to multiply. Glory to God. See, so then let's just stay with, with God's math system. Now is that time. See, I don't get upset because the devil's trying to rob me. I have more than enough. See? And then if the thief be found, he got to restore sevenfold. So, I mean, all of the things that the devil is setting up, it, it, it doesn't work. Because God has already went in front of him and laid out laws that cause me to win every time. Amen. Amen. See, kingdom thinking releases kingdom opportunities. Kingdom opportunities require kingdom disciplines. Kingdom disciplines produces kingdom results that are out of this world. The devil can't even think of it. See? And I don't have to. Because it says 
I have not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. The things that God has provided, has already put in place for those that love him. Okay? So I've got more than the devil can even steal. I have abundance. Didn't Jesus say the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy? But I am come that you might have life and that you might have that life more abundantly than anything the devil can steal. Anything the devil can blind you of. You have abundant life or a life that's more abundant. Okay? If you would just allow God to, to do what he said in your life because he's promised it. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 6 through 13. And I'll try to get through some, some points here just to, to, to make it make it known to you. It says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the twisted man, wicked man, forsake his way. Let the unrighteous man forsake his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and our God, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down and, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. Okay, let's go back and, and deal with some things. The first thing is that God is talking about thoughts coming down like rain. Amen. My thoughts are not your thoughts. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts, and as the rain comes down. So he's talking about a simile between rain and thoughts, which tells me that his thoughts are plentiful. Amen. That his thoughts are, 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 are no respect of person, because it rains on the just and the unjust. Okay? I, I said yesterday that uh, sometimes we get mad because it looks like the, uh, the, the people of the, the sinners are, are doing better than we're doing. That's because they gave the more earnest heed to the thing that was given to them, the thought that they had. They worked with that thought over and over and over again and developed that thought until that thought became a business. And then that business brought the wealth that was necessary. But here we are, we are the, the, the children of God, loved of God, and we won't spend the time giving the diligence, the more earnest heed to the things that we heard. We hear it one time and we just say, ah, oh, it ain't work, and we throw it away. We give up on it. See, we let it slip. And he said, we shouldn't be those that let the, 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 the rain or the thought slip. See, we should be those that are going to give the more earnest heed to it. 
Let God walk you into it. Let the Holy Spirit bring to your remembrance what Jesus said. Let him lead you into the truth. See? Every promise that he had is a promise that is supposed to operate in your life. It was sent there to bless you. He said he sent his word and healed. Not he sent his word to heal. He sent his word. That word is effective, and the effective work of that word is healing. Did did you get that? He didn't send the word to heal. He sent the word that is effective, and the effective use of that word is healing. Amen. See, sometimes we we think that the promise is, you know, well, when I get to heaven. No, no, no. God wants you to have some ham where you am, some steak on your plate. See? Because, again, now faith is. Not now faith will be. See? So then it's going to require us to go back and really deal with what we heard. You mean, God, this is the answer for that? Yes, it is. Pay attention to that light because the interest of that word is going to give light. It's going to give illumination. And it's going to do it to people that don't know, people that are simple. So then that says stop complicating the issue by talking yourself out of it. Come on, y'all. How many times have we been guilty of that? Talking ourselves out of the blessing of God. Well, I don't deserve it. It has nothing to do with your deserve. He sent his word and healed you. He didn't say he sent his word to those that deserve. See, stop making it more difficult. Keep it simple, stupid. See? You don't have to go and say, well, you know, I did this wrong. and I did. He knew that, and he still sent it. While you were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. See? So if you got an abundance of sin where sin did abound much more, did grace abound. See? And we're supposed to be partakers of his grace. Because Jesus was full of grace and truth. And of his fullness have we all received grace for grace. So then he knew that you was was of no account, but he still loved you past that and loved you into this. I'm, I'm hoping that you can get this. See, now is that time. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Because he says, as the rain comes down from heaven, and it does not return thither, but it watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud. I I want you to see about a couple of things here. Um, The word heart and earth, they are interchangeable. Maybe you should take your pen. And write down the word earth, and then write down the word heart next to it. Okay? We're going to deal with the word earth first and just dissect it. If you're looking at the word earth, the first other word that you see 
in that's contained in the word earth is ear, E-A-R. So then God is asking you to pay attention. Give the more earnest heed to. See? He, he wants you to do that. Then another thing I, I would like you to, 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 to understand is that the, the one who, the, it says, the, the, whoever has the ear of a man controls his heart. See, if, if, if you're listening to lies, that's what controls your ear, then your heart is going to be defeated. It's going to depart from the living God. Whoever controls the ear controls the heart of the man, and out of the heart flows the issues of life. See? So then the next thing I want you to do is I want you to notice that um, the ear, you have a T, a H, and an E would be the next sequence that's there. Take the T, the H, and the E that's at the beginning and put them together, and that gives you the word the. So then the has the connotation of uh, distinguishing what is first or the order of a thing. So that again, God wants you to give him your ear first. See? Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Give him your ear first. See? Then when you do that, I want you to stay with the word earth, and I want you to see that when you uh, take the, the T, H, and the E out of the word earth, it will leave, uh, if you take the, okay, no, sorry, take the H and the E next, okay? Because that tells you that he is the most important thing. All of these words are right there in the, the word earth, okay? So then I have to learn to depend on him. He is important, not me, he. And then because I've separated the H and the E, the only thing I find left is the A-R-T, which would be the, 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 the inspired in the ideas that God wants to give you, the art, the beauty, the things that establish victory. He said he sent down rain that it may water the earth. And then now we're going to look at the word heart, and we're going to look at it, and I want you to see that in the word heart, the first thing, if you take the, 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 um, the H from the back of earth and put it at the front of the word earth, then you will see the word heart. And then now, since you got the H in the front, then you're going to see here is going to be the first word that you see. Now he's speaking to the inner man, not the outer man. Okay? He's, he's trying to get you to hear with your spirit. Because the words of God are spirit, and they are life. Okay, did you get that? The word of God is spirit and life. So if you are trying to hear the word in the flesh, you won't get the life out of it because the word of God is spirit and life. So he wants you to have active listening in your spirit, not just uh, listening and waiting for the pause in the conversation, but to have the intent of putting the word into action. 
in spite of any opposition that you might have. See, now when you do that, you 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 are are, are causing the word to be precious to you. And I see that I'm all out of time here. <laughs> so then what I would like for you to do is to just go ahead and put a pin in it. We'll pick up on part three, and we'll start right with Isaiah uh, chapter 53. Go back and study Isaiah 53 for me, okay? And then just delineate some of the things that, that's there so that you can see, okay, this is what God has set in motion for my victory, okay? So so I I, 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 I want to do that. I, I still got another uh, two pages that I want to just get out of uh, of my spirit and into your hearing so that you can experience victory. So just take some time and, and study uh, the, the scriptures that we went over today. All right, Hebrews chapter 1, um, verses 3, excuse me, Hebrews chapter 3, verses uh, 12 to 15. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. Psalms 107, verse 20. Psalms 119, verses 11. Um, Psalms 130 and 189. Uh, we did Luke chapter 4. Okay? And then Isaiah uh, chapter uh, 55. Just go back and, 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 and read them and meditate on them and allow God to uh, give you an understanding that, that causes victory to be in your focus. Because now is the time for that. Uh, it doesn't matter uh, how how long you've been saved. I'm trying to speak to your fo- your focus because now is the time for that. We're supposed to be able to do great things. Those that know their God will do exploits, mighty things. Jesus said you'll do greater works than 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 this. So let's enter in some of those greater works by using the principles that Jesus did when he walked in kingdom thinking that releases kingdom opportunities. The kingdom opportunities then release and require kingdom disciplines. And the kingdom disciplines produce kingdom results that are out of this world. Father, I just thank you for your word. custom here as we do if uh, you have any questions or comments that you would like to uh, ask we'll give you the opportunity to ask those questions or make those comments Uh, 770-964-7501 you have the mic any questions or comments about the ministry tonight 770-964-7501 have the mic I think you the way you broke it down it made it very easy to follow and, and the scriptures. So if we, as you say, uh, do land on land, we should be able to it all together. So from what I've, I've heard and what I've listened to, then that's going to be great because that's a good study, a starting point, and it's good to know and to be reminded, rather, of who we are in Christ. And, I, and I'm loving that part because with all the stuff going on now, it's good to know that we are seated together far above all principalities and powers. So that makes it so much easier when I realize 
if I can see it, it can change. So, yeah, I, come I, on. Amen. 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 All right. Area code um, 404-536-7829. Uh, Do you have the mic? Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? Just another blessed Monday, and I'm glad you put emphasis on it. Like it's already here, and we just need to call it forth. I appreciate that. Amen. 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 Well, like I say, that's what that's what we're here for is just to awaken us uh, the mind of Christ so that we can enjoy uh, the victory that He's already given us. Amen. So then, um, uh, everybody else is dropped off. Um, and I would like to say that if this ministry has been a blessing to you, um, then please don't hesitate to go to the website and find the dead, uh, the donate tab. Just go to livedeliverance.com and, and believe God. Ask God, what would he have you to sow into this ministry? Also, you can tell your friends how they can listen and participate on the broadcast here on Monday evenings. You simply go to uh, livedeliverance.com on the computer, or you can uh, call the number um, 646 646- So just show them, tell them how they can uh, participate in the ministry um, so that we can all uh, get stronger together. Until the next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious upon you. So may the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom. Until the next time we get together, love y'all. Be blessed.